Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, the show where America is the star and the American people. And you can go to the iHeartRadio app to get our podcast or go wherever else you might find them. Up next, we have a listener story from Jenny Badger in Texas. Jenny is going to share with us a unique small town story, small town story about the small town she grew up in, and just so happens to be the Turkey capital of the world. Here's Jenny. I was born and raised in Cuero, Texas. It has a population of about 7,000 people, and it was known for its turkey farms. 
So everything <laughs> revolves around that. The billboards around Cuero, they not only say Turkey capital of the world, they say where America talks Turkey. My brother, for example, was Gobbler King. In normal high schools, we call that the prom king. <laughs> the football mascot is a gobbler. And I was on the dance team and I was a trotter. The high school student newspaper is called Turkey Talk. It was very normal to us, but now looking back on it, I mean, that's hilarious. There's not a lot to do there. So, you know, you kind of almost by default get involved in the community. And every few years they would have this event called Turkey Trot. Turkey Trot was a four-day festival that was just kind of randomly held every few years. There was no rhyme or reason to the years that it was held. And it was really to celebrate the turkey farming heritage of the town. And because Cuero was known for raising turkeys, it was always a Turkish theme. There was always a man and a woman who reigned over the festivities. And it was the Sultan and the Sultana. So in 1972, my dad was Sultan Yekret the 14th. And Yekret is Turkey spelled backwards. <laughs> the woman who reigned with him, her official title was Sultana Oriak. And Oriak is Quero spelled backwards. So they reigned over Turkey Trot in 1972. And I was eight at the time. And I and my brother and sister were my father's pages. So we'd have to hold his robe at public events and stuff like that. And we were dressed in just goofy attire, you know, the upturned toe shoes and kind of, I mean, just as you would imagine, like a Turkish servant. And my dad, who was the small town lawyer, was a very dignified man. He was very kind. And I always say he was like Atticus Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird because he was so distinguished and well-respected and never sought the spotlight, never liked to grandstand. And I mean, for four days, he wore a white suit and a red velvet robe that had a border of gold sequins and then this really big hand-beaded turkey on the back of his robe. And he wandered around Cuero, you know, all weekend for different events in that attire. He was basically the center of attention for those four days. There were coronations. There was a senior coronation and a junior coronation. And so he got to sit up on his throne during the senior coronation while all the young women of the town, you know, like the high school age and older kids, bowed before him and did this whole coronation stuff, like debutantes. But we didn't have debutantes in Cuero, but it was the same idea, I suppose. They have a competition with a town in Minnesota. Both towns claim to be turkey capital of the world. So the two turkeys race. Ruby Begonia is the Cuero, Texas turkey that always races in Minnesota. And then they come back to Cuero and race in Cuero. And whoever has the best time out of both those races gets the, I think it's called the Traveling Trophy of Tumultuous Triumph. And they get to carry that thing back and forth between Minnesota and Texas. And then it ended with a big parade with just tons of floats and marching bands from towns and cities all around. It was a huge deal. And 
It's famous newscaster who came down in 1972 and broadcast from Cuero. It was a big deal, especially for a small town. And of course, the entire town was there. My whole extended family, cousins, and from both sides of the family. I mean, it was just this huge celebration. And my cousins who came in from out of town, I remember them sleeping on the floors because <laughs> we ran out of beds and I had to sleep in a cot in my parents' room. It was just a big party for four days. I don't talk about it a lot. I have talked about it with people, but it sounds so insane. One of the reasons that makes it hard to explain is that it sounds a little bit, you know, like inappropriate cultural appropriation, except that I liken it to like a dramatic production where everybody's wearing a costume and playing a role for a few days. And then at the end, you know, you turn in your costume and and you go home and you're enriched by it. So I just think it feels very innocent to me because of that. It was very sad when it was all over. And I, I don't know if it's just a good place for turkeys to live. I don't know if it provides the ultimate habitat for them. I don't know. But you know, they're considered the dumbest animals in the world. <laughs> I loved growing up in that environment. I loved growing up in Cuero. And I was sad when that was over. <laughs> so... It was a lot of fun. And they still have a thing called Turkey Fest that happens every year. But it is a very scaled down version of what Turkey Trot was. And my nephews go back every year with all their college friends. They're well out of college now, but they all make it a point to go back to Cuero for Turkey Fest. So that is kind of hilarious looking back on it. And a great job on the production by Madison. And a special thanks to Jenny Badger, a listener from Cuero, Texas. And this country is filled with small towns that have small town traditions. And I love that there were two claimants to Turkey Town, USA. One in Minnesota, one in Texas. And they battle it out. They duke it out every year. We love telling stories about America. The America Tocqueville witness. When he came here in the 19th century from France to study the prison system of this country. But found out this country just did stuff fun stuff, civic stuff, and it was the people that did it all. The story of the turkey capital of the world, there are some in Minnesota that may disagree, here on Our American Stories. Lee Habib here, the host of Our American Stories. Every day on this show, we're bringing inspiring stories from across this great country, stories from our big cities and small towns. But we truly can't do this show without you. Our stories are free to listen to, but they're not free to make. If you love what you hear, go to OurAmericanStories.com and click the Donate button. Give a little, give a lot. Go to OurAmericanStories.com and give. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. And we're back with Our American Stories. Up next, we bring you the story of Cody Johnston. Cody has been a musician throughout his life, and he currently releases music under the name Braille Atlas. His love for music started at home. Here's Cody. Um, my mom was a country music singer locally, so not pro level by any means, but local talent shows, local clubs and things like that. She was very into that scene for quite a while. And my dad has always been a closet singer. Uh, I don't know if he wants me putting that into the world, but I'm going to say it anyway. So I remember car trips we used to ride and would just sing. I have old karaoke tapes of me and my mom singing together. Uh, before she she got a little sicker and it was it was a lot of fun uh, my love for instrumental music goes back to I can pinpoint an exact time in kindergarten Labor! I remember I was at uh, a baseball game and they gave away these little handheld like AM FM radios that like I don't know it was just the those cheap little radios you could plug in some cheap headphones to and it had just a little manual dial and you could dial in some radio stations and pretty much the only radio station it really picked up well was the classical radio station 
And I remember every time I was at school and we had rain days, so we had to take recess inside, I would pop my earbuds in and listen to classical music. Then it sparked my love for instrumental music, music composition, and just how all that goes together. Music to me has always been one of those things where I, I feel it more than I even hear it. Uh, I'm one of those weird people. I didn't think it was weird, but apparently it's weird that like when I listen to music, my heart races, I get chills. I can it, like it causes me to sweat like it. it I physically react to music. Uh, I actually have to be careful of what kind of music I consume because music can very well change my mood even a little more so than it probably should. But music is something that moves me at a very deep level. Uh, that's actually where I got my name from Braille Atlas, because to me, music is a journey and it's something that it's a journey to be felt. Uh, it's a journey that you may not be able to physically see a map, but when it unfolds before you, it takes you places. I think the earliest memories I have of like trying to play music is whenever I was a child, I was in a dollar, some kind of dollar store, and they had this little flute that looked kind of like a little uh, gourd or a little potato, and it was called an ocarina. And it was just a cheap little party favor, but I bought it and I thought it was super cool. And uh, as most 90s, early 2000s kid will remember, uh, just a few weeks later, I was at Best Buy and they had those awesome demos and I, there was a Nintendo 64 and that same flute was on the cover of one of those games. And so that's kind of what bridged into the whole loving uh, video game music and like film score music and all that. And that was The Legend of Zelda. And so I started playing this demo. I fell in love with that instrument even more. But as I grew up, I never really thought about pursuing music. Fast forward till I was 13. Uh, actually, I think I was 12. It was Christmas when I was 12. I was about to turn 13 that next year. And my dad uh, was with my cousin who was a in a heavy, like, he wasn't heavy metal. I guess like a pop, pop punk band that was about to be signed. And so he was about to like go off with them and everything. And my dad's like, man, I love that you can play this music and everything. I want to give my, my son that opportunity. So they went down to Guitar Center and bought uh, this blue squire hanging on my wall and was like, hey, it's a cheap guitar, but it's something to start out on if he wants to do it. If not, it's something we can sell later. Well, it sat in my room for about a year until one day I was bored out of my mind and picked it up. I went to about.com, which was about as fancy as it came at the time and started uh, learning basic, basic, basic guitar stuff. And through the years, I've just picked up more instruments and more things along the way, and it's grown from there. Once I started playing guitar, I, I got heavily involved in my church, which I, I was, uh, my mom progressed uh, over, when her mom passed away, she uh, didn't really deal with her depression of losing her mom at a younger age and it pushed her into alcoholism. And uh, as she kind of pushed into that, I pushed more into the church and into music as my escape. So as, at the age of 15, so just a couple years after I started kind of playing by myself in my room, uh, I joined up with a youth group and then we ended up starting a local band that did some touring around playing like Christian rock and stuff like that. We traveled to a bunch of churches in like the, the Southern area 
and uh, really introduced a bunch of uh, older people who have no idea what Christian rock was into rock music. And some of them loved it and some of them hated it, but it was fun <laughs> no matter what. And uh, I started doing worship team stuff, uh, had a couple weird experiences where I ended up having to kind of lay music down for a little while. I actually had an experience where the church that I was at, uh, my dad had noticed that I wasn't being like, I guess my my guitar wasn't playing through the amp or through this, the house system. And he had asked uh, the, the sound guy why that was so. He's like, you know, he's been up there for a year playing like he's good enough. What's going on? And uh, the sound guy basically told us that I was up there to keep the youth happy, not to actually be heard because their church didn't like that type of music. So I actually got really mad uh, at music in general, at God, uh, whatever you want to call it. And at the age of, I want to say that happened when I was 16, about to be 17, I laid music down for a year. Uh, Well, within a year, I guess after that situation, I guess I got over that bitterness and ended up stepping back up onto a new church's team and I led there for seven and a half years. And so that really gave me the opportunity to play with some amazing musicians. Uh, They had a very diverse background, everyone from uh, an organ player at an old timey church to a rocker who used to, uh, he was stationed in japan or korea i'm not sure which one he used to play bagpipes uh like with them and they like he would play guitar and bagpipes uh for uh other i guess uh soldiers overseas we had a guy who was just in like a death metal band like we had all this like wide range there was a jazz drummer that we had like a very wide mix and i learned a lot of different styles of music and it taught me a ton about music composition and how different instruments could work together and that really started honing my my love for more dynamic music again. It started bringing back those memories uh, of whenever I was younger. And then it all kind of happened to where I ended up leaving my position there. And uh, right after I left, I lost my voice completely. I was I was the lead worship pastor. So I did all the singing, all the music, you know, getting everything together. Uh, I played guitar and sang simultaneously. Uh, Well, I guess when I stepped out, I had just fried my voice. And so I ended up going to doctors. Like I could speak for about 10 minutes and then I would go hoarse. I couldn't sing. I lost about half of my range in singing. And it, uh, it wrecked me because A, I felt like this was my purpose in life. I mean, music is by and far like my biggest passion in life. And I had done it on a, you know, I guess it was my my thing I did for seven and a half years, even before that, I mean, I was in the band and everything, but this was my job uh, for seven and a half years. And when I lost my voice, I was like, what worth do I have now? What, what value can I bring? How am I supposed to fulfill what I truly believe is my purpose if I can't use my voice? And you're listening to Cody Johnston telling the story of his passion for music, which started with a transistor radio. And the only signal he could clear on that little transistor radio was a classical music station. And from there, my goodness, I physically react to music. It can change my mood. It takes me places. And of course, he takes the place it takes him is to churches and worship music. And there's no finer music in the country than some of the great worship music in America. And as Augustine once said, when we sing, we pray twice. And now he had learned he couldn't sing anymore. He'd lost his voice. What worth do I have? 
When we come back, we're going to find out the answer to that question, the Cody Johnston's question, here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. And we're back with Our American Stories and the story of Cody Johnston. When we last left off, Cody had just given up his job of seven years as a worship leader at a church. And for some unknown reason, 
He'd lost his voice and, in a way, his sense of purpose. Let's go back to Cody. Uh, so I went to a lot of doctors. There was nothing wrong. No one can find anything wrong. It was just simply that uh, I was stressed out. My voice was completely stressed. And basically the advice that was given to me was quit singing, quit speaking, quit doing all the things that you've been doing for so long and give yourself time to rest. And uh, I had always been a guitar player by nature. That was just kind of my, my main instrument but I had recently picked up a couple other stringed instruments. I'd picked up a mandolin secondhand. I had a keyboard and I was uh, drumming a little bit uh, just for the fun of it. And so I, I sat down and I got behind my little piano that I had and I started poking around at some keys. And I realized that I actually could use instruments to take people places just in, a, in, a, in an even deeper way. than I could with my voice alone because vocals and I, you know I love music with singing of course like there's nothing wrong with that at all but there's something about someone telling you where to go versus someone laying out the map and allowing you to pick your destination and I, I, I just fell in love with it I fell in love with the idea of presenting someone an atlas versus giving them uh, a turn-by-turn -turn navigation of where I wanted them to go and you know, I, I had a passion for worship music, but it was very much me telling people what they should be feeling. This type of music gave me that ability to sit down and say, wow, uh, music in general or life in general is so much more unrestricted than I thought it was before. And there's so many different places that I can now go and explore. And as for the tie back to video game music, you know, one of the things I loved was how a lot of older uh, video game music, they only had so much data to work with. So no, these instruments weren't polished and perfect. They're very digitally and kind of, you know, honestly, what we would consider crappy sounding. And, <laughs> you know, after you kind of sit there with them for a while, you're like, you're like, wow, you can do a whole lot with a whole little. And so just uh, all of that just kind of poured back in. And you could say that I almost found my second voice through it. So my mom's relationship, uh, or mine and my mother's relationship with music is interesting because music was also something that she held common with her mother. My grandmother passed away whenever I, I think I was only three. And uh, when she did, it caused my mom to slowly over time start distancing. And my mother struggled with alcoholism all the way up until it took her life in 2018. And I, I can remember that as my mom progressed in her in her addiction that music became something that she would fall back to a lot in a way a lot of my early musical career being on stages and things like that i think gave my mom the ability to vicariously live those memories again through me and music was one of those things where if she was in the mindset of singing if she was wanting to be that person like it brought back who she was before her stage of grief that led her into her illness and so i think even up until i can remember maybe four or five years ago pulling out old tapes with her and listening to her singing and singing along with her in these little moments uh it's almost like someone going through dementia in the sense of she has started losing pieces of herself to the addiction as it got worse and worse but there were these little glimmers 
almost like bringing her back to who I knew her as, as a child. And it was honestly one of the few things as it progressed, because things got messy and as it progressed, um, she very much started pulling away and it started, you know, alcoholism is very isolating because you, you push people away because they can't take the, the pain and the, the torment and the, the verbal abuse that you, that you spew out under the influence of uh, so much of certain substances. But in the same time, it's very isolating and it, it draws you deeper into yourself where, where you get very lonely. And music was the one thing that kind of helped pull her out of that. And uh, before we lost her to alcoholism, honestly, music was one of the few pieces of conversation that I could still have with my mother that was normal. And I'm sure in a lot of ways it has fueled my desire because I saw the power that it held to help someone in an emotional state. Uh, actually, when my mother passed away in 2018, uh, the first thing I did was I went and sat behind my piano and started writing. Uh, and it was very difficult, but I have an entire, or I guess it's a five song EP dedicated to the anxiety, the clinical anxiety. I was in therapy for <laughs> a little over a year, uh, just having panic attacks and just straight up stressed out because that whole year was crazy as is uh, on top of losing my mother and all the stuff that went with that. But I literally just wrote down what I was feeling in music there was this time when my mother came to visit uh, my grandparents, her her biological father and stepmom. And my grandfather was uh, an alcoholic as well in his younger days. So he related very deeply to my mom. And she had been drinking a little. She had a bad tendency of drinking and driving. It was one of the, the most frustrating elements of her drinking later on in life. But she had came over and my grandmother or her stepmother she had found this tape of them singing i don't even know how long ago it was and they were trying to find uh, an old cassette player to play it and of course my mom wasn't really having it she was just kind of to herself to it and everything and and uh she was in a pretty rough mood that day if i remember right and my grandfather dug out this old cassette player and popped it in and it was the recording and I was just a gosh, I was a child and I was on the recording, like encouraging them, like sing this song, sing this song. And and uh, my mom and and grandmother had these two mics in this old karaoke. And I can actually, strangely enough, vividly remember them recording it, though I was very young when they did. And this is, you know, fast forward to whenever I'm an adult that they're going and showing listening to this again. But it's like that memory just flooded back. And before you know it, they're all in the living room having this karaoke session for the next hour and a half, singing these old hymns and these old uh, country songs that I couldn't even remember the name of all of them because it's not not my style anymore. But I can just, you know, remember like Patsy Cline and all these other like older country artists that they're just like belting out in the most like stereotypical <laughs> Southern twang fashion ever. And before the night was over, they were laughing and cutting up. And it was like having the few memories I have of my mom before she started going down. Because like I said, I was I was three when she started, whenever her, her mother passed away. And uh, the, the few memories I have of her being normal in that moment, it really, it came back. 
And you've been listening to Cody Johnston and what a story he's telling about the power of music. He had learned he couldn't sing. He'd lost his voice and he needed to rest. And what he did instead was pick up a guitar and start to play the keyboards. I almost found my second voice through that experience. Boy, that's happened to a lot of us, hasn't it? A career change, something else like it. And then we learn about his mom and the struggle with addiction and alcoholism. And then the power of music to resuscitate little parts of her. We learned that in some Alzheimer's stories we did, where Alzheimer patients would hear a song and it would stir some past memory and emotion. When we come back, more of this remarkable piece of storytelling about the power of music and so much more. Cody Johnston's story continues here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. 
That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. And we're back with Our American Stories and the final portion of Cody Johnston's story. Cody was just talking about his mother, who struggled with alcoholism and eventually succumbed to it. Now back to Cody on how we dealt with it and found peace in writing and composing music during that difficult time. So, I know I was probably a late teen. I was living with my grandmother at the time. I had moved out because of my mother's drinking and it just things had gotten a little out of control there. And so I had moved in with my grandmother and I remember I have a picture of it somewhere. I had an old MacBook that was, I did all my schooling and stuff on for whenever I was younger and I had GarageBand, which is I think a lot of the ways a lot of us start, right? I had the things to start and I had this cheap, uh, like 32 key M audio MIDI keyboard that was like 30 bucks or whatever, but it worked. And I realized, hey, you can plug this thing up and make music through your computer. And I didn't know anything about audio at the time. Uh, I had just started learning some, I guess, or I guess that was probably a year after that I started even learning because I started getting into the podcasting sphere. But I didn't know what uh, recording, I didn't know what gain, compression, expansion, dynamics, all that stuff. I had no idea. Like, I just remember sitting down and poking around on the keys. Uh, there was like all these different cool sound effects. And I just kind of started putting them together. And I want to say 2014 or 2015, I, I somewhere in there, I, I started really writing instrumental music. And I remember I had my laptop and I had just a white folding table. That was my desk because I had just moved in with my grandmother's house. I had no furniture or anything. There was just a bed in there and a nightstand. I sat my laptop uh, right on top of that. And I have a picture of it with just this window mounted AC unit in my little laptop with just this keyboard and this like cheap pair of like $20 uh, over the ear headphones. And that's how I started. And I kind of self-taught most of my audio stuff too. I took a course online. And for two summers, I spent about, what was it, 100 hours of coursework uh, just learning the basics. And for hours upon hours, for two years, I just consumed, consumed information. Uh, actually went through the entire course twice just because missed a few key things along the way. And that's, uh, I, over time, I slowly started building my understanding of how to do music production, which is kind of what led me to 2018 whenever I put, I really started sitting down and writing down my emotions more and then ultimately losing my mother just to try to capture my emotion. As I kind of grew with it, it was really a way to express my emotions and ultimately give people that avenue as well. I don't really know what sparked me to do it. I remember that I sat down with a microphone literally the next day my mom died and just recorded my thoughts. I, I sat down and recorded it verbally so I could get it out there. And then right after uh, her funeral is whenever I started writing. And if I remember right, I was looking at my wife and I was like, I've got to do something to get this out of my head. And so I sat down and I just started playing this note. And I, 
I don't even remember it really being something that I had to try very hard at. It was just something that I, I literally laid my hands down on the piano and that's what came out. I remember just like playing this this minor kind of progression uh, in like a in a flat key. And it was just like this dark sounding thing. And I'm like, this is how I feel like right now. This is what I'm feeling. And and the track is actually uh, as it progresses, it gets very like dark and and it has a very sinister overtone to it. And I'm like, I don't know how else to describe. And I let my wife listen to it. I'm like, this is just, this is what I'm feeling right now. And as I listened to it back, I started crying. And I realized like, wow, this is exactly like, this is like the echoey, just these, this dark, pre this weight, I guess is the best way to call it, just pushing down on me that I don't know how to get free of. And this was a, a random second piece to that, but I was actually out doing some yard work and I saw around, so we live on uh, about an acre and a quarter of land uh, on a five acre plot, which my grandparents uh, live next door to us. And uh, so th there's this barbed wire fence that goes like just this thin cattle fence that goes all the way around the property. And uh, I remember as I was doing this yard work, I saw this, I wanna say it was a cardinal, fly down and just land on that barbed wire fence and i this is like i don't know it seems like such a strange realization to me but i watched it land on this fence and perfectly land between the pegs of the barbed wire and it just came flying in and landed quickly and i just kind of stopped what i was doing and i was like this bird has no understanding of what it means to feel captive you know it lands perfectly between two potentially harmful objects unscathed uses it as a, for its own benefit and then just leaves on its own whim. And that's actually what started the second track of that EP, which is actually called The Bird on the Barbed Wire Boundary. And I was it was this realization of, I could be that. I, I don't have to be weighed down by my thoughts. They don't have to hold me prisoner. I can walk right past them unscathed. And I don't know how to do that, but I truly believe it's possible. And I started just writing this this melody that supersedes it bleeds out of this first dark sinister sound to realize like wait i don't have to let this be my life i can i can pursue being free of these thoughts whatever that looks like and understanding that there's work that goes into that there's mental work there's preparation it's not an on off switch but that was like that glimmer of hope which sparked the the, the other three songs of actually the journey itself of progressing through it. And over the course of that year, when I would have these little revelations through therapy and through uh, just quiet prayer and meditation and talking with friends and talking with my wife, you know, and crying and laughing and all these different things, I would sit down and I would poke little pieces of this melody out as it, as it went along. And I ended up putting that on the shelf uh, come 2019. I laid it on the shelf and I just, I wanted to put it out, but I couldn't finish it. For some reason, I could not get to the place of finishing this album. And I, I, I tried, there was a few times I would sit down and I would try, I actually told the world that I was putting it out by 2019 around Halloween, cause it had kind of that, that October -y vibe to me. And I, I told people I was gonna do it and it just, it came and went and I just, I couldn't get that peace in myself to know it was time. So 2020 rolls around and uh, that EP 
I was looking at October again. I'm like, I feel like it's time. And so I sat down in the very last track, which is called The Breath and the Burial. I, I realized I was like, I, I'm at a place now where mentally I'm stronger than I was. And I'm at a deeper peace. And it's like I've finally been able to breathe and I can finally lay this to rest. And so I sat down with just a basic melody that I had. Uh, I think I had a very, well, it's actually kind of funny. The original melody I had for it was kind of fast paced and aggressive. And it just never sat right with me because it just didn't feel like it had room to breathe. And it was very against my own mantra of knowing when not to play. It was just crowded and messy. And I realized like, that's just, that, that's why I could never get this out because I was still crowded and messy. I needed to come to a place of having some kind of, uh, I guess, control over my mindset to be able to finish this. And I sat down, I erased everything but the basic few starting notes, and it just came naturally. And it flowed, and within a few days, I had this, this draft up, and then I went through and was able to kind of package this all together and put it out into the world and feel confident about it. And to my amazement, Thousands of people messaged me saying, this is exactly what I feel. This is how I feel it. And it almost, in a way, like it, it brings me to that place, but on the precipice of realizing I'm not alone and now I can face it. And I've gotten countless messages of that in a way that I never imagined. And I was, <laughs> I guess, flabbergasted. Is that the right word? I was blown away because I wrote this to try to encompass my emotions and it's like my heart and anytime you put your heart out there it's it's terrifying it's scary and unlike anything else this specific piece i'd released 30 something other tracks this year prior to that but when releasing this one album it made me realize that i had found my voice again Terrific job on the storytelling by Robbie Davis and the production. And a special thanks to Cody Johnston for sharing his grief and how he coped with it through his music. And by the way, some of the music in this piece is Cody's, who writes under the name Braille Atlas. The day after my mom died, he said, I recorded my thoughts. As I listened to what I played, I started crying. It represented the weight I couldn't get away from. This story is about so much more about the power of art and music to build bridges, to help us cope with pain, to transcend time, and to allow us all to approach hopefulness and heaven itself. Cody Johnston's story here on Our American Story. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth no matter who you are. Mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com.